Hey friends, welcome to our digital space. On This Girl Life, we're trying to figure life out. And there's no better way to do that than with your best friend by your side. So join us each week as we bring on experts to help us navigate This Girl Life. All right, here are your hosts, Whitney and Kristen. Hear my dog barking. No. <laughs> I can hear the worker. Can you hear the worker? It's like this. Yes. <laughs> this is our life, you guys, with recording. It's like you try to just. You try to have a nice, quiet place to get your shit done, and there's dogs barking, your pet's heads are falling off. I feel like I say that a lot. Your dog's head's falling off? For reals? I can dumb and dumber when the oh. pet's heads are falling off. <laughs> <laughs> totally went over. Okay. Did you guys. watch the news last night? We didn't even welcome any, anyone in. This is episode 25 of This Girl Life Podcast. This is episode 25, guys. This is huge. Huge. Episode 25. We're really happy you're here. So welcome. Question. Yes, I did watch the Emmys. Duh. Uh, can we talk about the M Memoriam? Yeah. What's her name saying it? And it was beautiful. Halsey. Halsey. She can sing. I know. She really can. I was like, you shouldn't always rap with G-Eazy because your voice gets hidden on those tracks. It, it honestly does get hidden. So, yeah, it was beautiful. I loved it. I had a really hard time with the In Memoriam because Dylan, Dylan is dead. Dylan McKay is dead. I'm having a hard time. She still. finally gets it. <laughs> yeah, because when we recorded episode three all about Dylan. I hadn't watched 90210, and now I have. And I understand, and I yeah. feel the feelings. I'm I feeling know. all of the feelings. I felt like they should have shined him longer. <laughs> should have just been that. Everyone else got three seconds and Dylan gets 12. <laughs> now, here's something random for you. Okay. Growing up, I'm sure all of you had moms. Maybe not all of you, but my mom loved soap operas, right? So when oh. I was home, right. Okay. Why not? Mm-hmm. What, young and Restless was your mom? Okay. Mine was Days of Our Lives. <laughs> Joke. <laughs> so, um, but there was a guy from Young and the Restless that had died. I used to think I'm he was shocked. so attractive. I was like, Adam. He's like, do you watch soap operas? I was like, no, but Sydney used to. <laughs> I know the guy. I feel like okay. I know him. Stuff. Anyways, it was. It was a good. And it was. I was happy. Um, Michelle Williams is always so cute. So Love cute. her. And um, I, I wasn't. I moved people through. Yeah. I know they were like. Bitching about the hosts, I liked it without the host. Ditto. Yeah. It moved it through. There wasn't as much, like, kind of bullshit talking, you know? Yeah. Question. Have you watched, like, that show, like, one Yeah, Fleabag. I haven't. But, so you know that's an Amazon Prime show? Okay. No, I I heard the drama of it, though, is that the BBC actually made it, and Amazon just bought the rights to air it. So it's not technically an Amazon show, but that's how it got on the Emmys. Sucks to be you. Do you want to hear some other gossip I heard about the Emmys? Yeah. So people were pissed because it was like the Game of Thrones show, which, hi, it's the best show in the t- history of the world. But people were like, Big Little Lies didn't even get a nod or Stranger Things didn't get a nod. Well, what I found out is they moved their premiere date like a month so that they wouldn't be considered for this year's Emmys. No. So they'll next year when there's no game of thrones there's no veep there's no all of these shows that ended this year that is so smart i mean it's kind of shady so but smart so smart i was wondering a huge i'm a huge stranger stranger things like fanatic but i mean game of thrones i will say they barely won anything 
I know. I was surprised uh, with the best actress. So I love Ozarks and I think Ruth absolutely deserved that award. But I was surprised that she beat out two Game of Thrones girls. I was surprised too. And I've never watched Ozark. Maybe some of our listeners. Yeah, I watched the beginning of it and I just, you know me, I have like severe anxiety. We talk about it on this episode and I just like cannot watch certain shows. Yeah, that one's pretty, it's pretty dark. Yeah. Sometimes even Stranger Things. I, yeah, I've never seen it. I've heard I wouldn't handle it well. What? I know. Throwback. Wait, 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 wait. You've never yeah. watched Stranger Things? Never. Okay. If you can watch Same Game like of you. Thrones and Ozark, you can watch Stranger Things. But see, I don't like, like, pop out scary. I can deal with, like, cut and blood and death, but, like. <laughs> Hello. I'm in the medical field. So can I. But, like, I, this is not real life. See, here's the deal. I can't deal with things that would happen in real life. Stranger Things is not real life. Oh, it's all yeah. make-believe. I'll have to try it sometime. I've never, yeah, I've never seen it. Oh, my gosh. Please watch it and tell me what you think. And most everyone's going to be like, no Stranger Things. You cry cry. I know. I know. Okay. That was a little – um, really quick. Wait. Can we talk outfits real quick? Ugh, you took the words out of my mouth. Okay. I had two stars of the night. Okay. Who are your stars? I posted them on Insta stories, so if you follow me, you know. I know. Zendaya. Isn't it Zendaya? <gasps> what? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm not trying to offend anyone by not knowing how to pronounce her name. I think it's Zendaya. Okay. Okay. Holy mackerel. Yeah. That girl slayed. Yeah. Gorgeous. That color was stunning on her. Oh my gosh. And then Mandy Moore. Girl looked like a snack. Yeah. I, I liked Mandy Moore's. Definitely. I loved the color combination. I'm, mm-hmm. I was big into the color combinations. Reminded me of my high school prom. Um, <laughs> my senior prom. Except it wasn't a – oh, it was color combination. Yeah. It was. Um, but I loved um, in a weird way – I loved um, Kristen Bell, the like, I think it was oh, Kristen Bell. I, I think lo- I know what you're talking about. I kind of liked it. I thought it was such her personality. Yeah, it was. I yeah. agree with you on that. It was just like really fun and, and bubbly. But um, anyways, I, lots of shows we need to watch because obviously we haven't watched any of them. Right. So I love Emmys more than anything though because I actually know TV where like yeah. sometimes I watch the maybe it's not one i know and everything is at the oscars is so much it feels like more political i don't need to know your politics like you're ruining it oh come on (laughs) anyways gosh fun suckers okay so let's move on to our favorite segment it's yay and nay with wit and k oh shit okay let's start with your Yay. Let's start with your yay. Let's do yays. Let's be positive. Deal. My yay is that Adam and I are going to the mountains this weekend. I'm yeah. excited for a little getaway with my hubs and my dogs and Bubba. And yeah. we're going to watch some leaves change yeah. and watch this fall happen. So I'm excited about that. I haven't been to the mountains since March. So Perfect timing. Mm-hmm. What's your yay? My yay is... Um, what did, (laughs) what happened? What just happened, guys? No, um, I literally just had it and now I forgot it. Um, tip of your tongue. Hmm. Okay. Do you want to go to May? No, this is an issue. This makes me feel like I have Alzheimer's. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, you need to take some ginkgo biloba. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. This is really bad. Anyways. Okay. Let's start with my nay. Let's flip it. And then maybe I'll remember. Okay. I literally forgot. Okay. Um, my nay is I drove to Arizona 
and I got a speeding ticket. Womp womp. Womp womp. Let me just tell you what happened. I was listening to a podcast with uh, the Birds Papaya and um, Alexis Haynes, and I was so engulfed in it. Just like Blakely was totally doing her thing in the back, and I put my headphones in, and no cop on the side of the road, right? Like you couldn't see him. He was in an unmarked car. It was like all black. So I guess he That's had been tailing. Cool. I know. He had been tailing me for a while, and he told me at one point I got up to 91. Girl, <laughs> but I know I had to. I had to get around somebody at one mm. point and get around a truck, and I was like, "That's not even." So maybe That's if not I, fair. well, I know. And so then I felt bad, and I had just literally seen someone fly off the side of the mountain. I'm not kidding you. Like I just come up Ugh. on it. It was just really bad. There were already people pull over, so I had a kid in the car, and my husband was like, "Don't pull over." So I felt really guilty about it. But anyways, I got a ticket. I got a ticket, and in California, yeah. tickets cost a ton. So. That is the biggest nay of the month. And my husband gave me so much crap on the way home. Like, so. I bet you set that cruise control. He did. He was like, I only go five over. <laughs> and I was like, here's the, here's the tricky part. It was almost in Arizona that I got it. And right when you get to Arizona, it goes from 70 to 75. Oh, so, that. yeah. So, honestly, I wouldn't have been that. Well, okay. <laughs> he marked me at 84. He was Thank so God. nice. So yeah. So whoever you are, Mr. Cop, you're really nice. And we I appreciate you. it. Yeah, we love the cops. Um, <laughs> you do such great things. We love you. Um, yeah. So that's my nay, though. Okay. Your nay. My Send nay. it. My nay is girls not supporting girls. And to mm. be a little bit more specific. Mm -hmm. So as much as we don't want it to be our social media – personally and podcast is like a big deal and, and and who follows you is a big deal and why it might not be a big deal to the people that have a hundred thousand when you have 1500 and are really trying to grow your space when people that claim to be your friend and your supporters unfollow you yeah I think that's really shitty yeah I know who you're like, talking about yeah, it's like, you know, I literally just texted a girlfriend today and I was like, I freaking love you because you watch all my stories, you interact, and it costs her nothing, but to me as an as a want to be influencer, it means a lot. Yeah. And I think that's really shitty when girls can't just like get behind other girls, especially when you have a relationship with them. When you have a relationship and you have you were the one that initially reached out. Right. Yeah, it's I know. Like, I don't know. I I don't know. Yeah, I could get on a soapbox about that whole thing. But I think there's just way too much crap where girls like that's what we're here for is to support yeah. each other, especially on TGL. So you right. always know that your girls at TGL will support you because that's yeah. our whole mission. And when it doesn't happen and return it, it honestly, it just hurts my feelings. Yeah, I know we do. We really try to. Oh, gosh, I hiccuped. We really tried to always respond to people, always interact, like, with other podcasters and, like, support yeah. you if you have a new episode and you want us to check it out or follow you. Like, we try to do that. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, I think that's what we're, we're about. Besides just, right. like, trying to educate and grow this space and we want to, like, find friend, you know, friends and other right. girls, like, you know. We want to support one another. So I'm with you. That's a good nay. Yeah. To just have a little rant about. Um, while you were doing that, I just remembered my yay. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. Um, okay. 
I just scratched myself. Holy moly. Um, okay. I, I don't know. There's a lot happening. Okay, guys. So if you didn't notice, well, maybe. I'm not sure if we're going to get this done, but maybe I'm going to get this done. So we'll see that we have a new little intro. And so it's going to be on this episode or it's going to be on next episodes. I don't know. But Kristen and I decided we need a little refresh. We need a little revamp. And we thought it was just more us. And you might even hear my voice on the intro every once in a while. Yeah. You never know. I've never been on the intro. We may be switching it up every week. So, um, yeah, we just thought it was time. A little – we kind of figured our brand out, who we are, a little more about the podcast, you know? It feels good. It feels a little bit more like us and what we want to accomplish here. Yeah. As – who was that? Shakisha. Yeah. Grow and pivot. 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 You got to pivot. Speaking of – all of our yays should have been that Thursday is the 25th anniversary of Friends. So you better believe I'll only be binge watching Friends for the next three days. So, yeah, let me know. Um, Like TBS, is everything going to be Friends? Like all day? Everything? Well, so all, all morning it was Friends on TBS. Hmm. But I think on Thursday it's all day. Okay. All right. All day. 25 years since it debuted. Isn't that crazy? That's nuts. Yeah, there's tons of fall TV is debuting today. I know this whole so, week. This so- whole week. And I'm going to shout out All Rise on CBS. We have a friend, John Brinson. He's on it. So watch All Rise. I'm go watching Jay. it tonight. Yeah, go Jay. I recorded it. Did you? I'm. Yeah, we're going to watch it tonight. So I'm really pumped about that. But yeah. All right, guys. We are excited, though, for today's podcast and who we have on because Kristen and I are obsessed with the Enneagram. So... <laughs> We decided we needed a, a person with who is an expert, and we got Heather Sherwood. Um, she is a therapist, a licensed marriage family therapist, who is kind of like a guru in the Enneagram. Woo! Yeah. I can't wait. She kind of breaks down all of the numbers, uh, tells us why Whitney and I work so well together and may not work well together, and just kind of like – Makes it very easy to understand. I love it. And yeah. I, I learned so much about myself. <laughs> I do too. And we really, we tried to not just focus on like one number, but we kind of ended up right. focusing a lot on two, nine, and six because that's like our combination a little bit. Right. Um, so anyways, we hope you love it and you learn a lot. And if you haven't taken an Enneagram test, we are going to have on our website the ones that she suggests taking and trying out. And then we want to hear from you guys. Let us know what number you are because we can't wait we'll have so many good things on instagram i know all right guys enjoy episode 25 happy tuesday we have heather sherwood on today with us she's a licensed marriage and family therapist who knows her stuff when it comes to the enneagram and kristen and i we decided we have to know more about the enneagram it's so popular right now and i feel like i just I'm a novice, so Heather is going to help us today understand it and maybe be able to, I don't know, put it to use, right? So welcome, Heather. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. We are excited to have you because as you know, as the expert in this, Enneagrams are blowing up. And I know that this is kind of an old school thing, like it's been around forever and ever and ever. Why do you think recently this has become such a hot topic, such a trend on Instagram? I mean, there are Instagrams dedicated to this. Like, what is made it so popular recently? 
That's a really good question. And you're right. It really has blown up recently. Um, it seems like, yeah, it continues to get more and more popular and it's, yeah, it's a very ancient old belief system, personality system. And there's a whole variety of kind of theories about where it came from. Some people think it came from a mystic, a monk, a psychiatrist. There's varying degrees of theories of where it came from. But I feel like it kind of has blown up recently because I think maybe people were getting kind of bored of um, Strengths Finders, Myers-Briggs, you know, mm -hmm. I feel like maybe they just like exhausted all of that <laughs> and they wanted something else. And the Enneagram is really interesting because, you know, it's a, from Greek, so it's nine. There's nine points, so nine personalities, and it's kind of like a map to understand yourself and others. And I mean, I'm biased because I love the Enneagram, but I think it goes beyond just like a basic personality type. And so I think it has more, more room for like growth and integration than just like a, you know, are you extroverted, introverted, that kind of thing. Yeah, I love, I know, I'm just like, I love a personality test. Like, I'm <laughs> yes. always, I know, you're like, ooh, I immediately see those ones online. I'm like, I got to take it because I need to just know more. So when the Enneagram popped up, it seemed like more simple than any other personality test for some reason for me. And um, I don't know, it just, there was something that totally was drawing me into it. So like, where is a good... I guess, where's a good place to start when you're like, I want to take an Enneagram. Where are your favorite places to send people, number one? Because I want like a legit test. Okay. Yeah, that's good. So the one I like, the one I think is most, I guess, legit is called the Enneagram Institute. And you just go into the testing center and you can take the test there. It's $12. It's not bad. So I tell my clients like, you know, go for it. It's more thorough. And then there's a lot of other free ones you can take too. Like Eclectic Energies is another website that has like a free Enneagram test. It's not terrible. Okay. It's not awesome either. Um, but usually I tell people like, just make sure you read through like the um, descriptions of each type, because even if you take the test, it might, you know, hand out a type that you really don't identify with. And the Enneagram is really big on like you are identifying with which one you believe you are. And so it's yeah. not just like a chance to draw or like luck. Yeah. So start like, let's break it down. You said there are nine things you can be. What are those nine exactly? Yes. Okay. This is very exciting. Okay. So the Enneagram. <laughs> let's get the dirty let's on it. Let's get started. <laughs> I also love personality tests. And so um, knowing your number and my number makes a lot of sense because we're right next to each other on the circle. Um, <laughs> I, I didn't Potter, even know it runs in a circle. Yes, I'm it runs learning in a so circle. Much. Okay. Um, so the first one at the top, like if you imagine a clock, one o'clock, is the reformer. And a lot of people also refer to that as the perfectionist. Um, they're considered, you know, rational, idealistic, principled, purposeful, um, very self-controlled. They're big rule followers. Um, mm. They are very interesting. And I could talk about each one of these for an hour, so I'm going to keep going. Right. Yeah. Okay. Just, and you then, just dabble. Yeah, I'll just dabble. <laughs> so then after that is the two, and that's the helper. Um, they're the caring interpersonal type. They're very generous and people pleasing. They can also be, um, possessive. I know a ton of twos because I work with therapists. And so 
<laughs> people who like to caretake. Um, the Enneagram three is the achiever and they are your more success oriented. Um, they're excelling, they're driven, they're image conscious. Um, there's some Enneagram theorists who love to talk about, uh, like if a country embodies a type of Enneagram, America's is like the achiever. That's like totally our culture. So achievers kind of fit in well here. (laughs) (laughs) Um, the four is the individualist. Um, they're very creative. They're sensitive, withdrawn type, expressive, dramatic. Um, they can be self-absorbed and temperamental. So just remember some of these words are like they're stereotypes and caricatures. So if you feel boxed in, you are, you don't have to be all of these attributes to like connect with one of them. Um, the five is the investigator and they are the intense cerebral type and very much what it sounds like. They like to investigate and research (laughs) and understand and know things. They have lots of questions. Um, they're perceptive and innovative. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and they can be kind of like, I don't know, they're very private. They like their alone time. So, um, after that is the loyalist. I love the loyalist. They are loyal as it sounds and they're committed. They're very good with their, um, they're kind of principled and security, security oriented. They're responsible. Um, they're, there's triads in the Enneagram and the five, six, and seven are all in the thinking triad. So the loyalist is, they think their way into things, which is also why they can get really anxious. Um, the seven is the enthusiast. They are kind of like your typical life of the party. Everybody wants an enthusiast in their life. They're fun and they're spontaneous. They're versatile. They also can be kind of, um, distracted and, um, impulsive. So like, I'm going to go scuba diving. And then the next day they're like, I'm, you know, going to go, I don't know, on a roller coaster, that kind of thing. It's funny as you're moving through this, sorry to interrupt you quick, but like, I am picturing every single person as you say this. Like (laughs) I can see all of my friends' relationships. I'm like, yep, that's you. That's you. Yep. I know. (laughs) It's so helpful. I love this because yeah, as I'm going through, I'm thinking through all of my friends, you know, that fit into it or my family. And Mm -hmm. it is really helpful. Um, eight is the challenger. And so, um, eight, nine, and ones are in the triad, the gut triad, and they, their kind of main thing is anger beneath. Um, so the challenger is powerful. They're, um, tend to be dominating. They're very self-confident. Um, they struggle with vulnerability. You know, they're kind of like your maybe typical leader. A lot of men. You see (laughs) a lot of men. Yeah. Yes. No. And so that's so, I love that you said that because, um, stereotypically we see a lot of women as twos, the helper, especially if we talk about like a Christian context. So I always tell women, if you score two, take it again, because that might be just like cultural conditioning, putting you into a two and same with men, they often score an eight. That's kind of like you're expected to be strong and not vulnerable. So take it again, just in case, you know, Mm -hmm. you feel pressured to be in that camp. That's a good tip. Yeah. I love that. And then the nine is the peacemaker and I'm biased towards this one. My husband's a nine and, um, Mm -hmm. they're very easygoing, um, receptive, reassuring. They're gentle. They have kind of a generous spirit, but they do not like conflict. 
Um, which is funny because they have this like underground anger thing going on. So <laughs> they're kind of like controversial in that way. They want to like stay away from conflict at all costs, but they're secretly very angry all the time. <laughs> Kristen's like, you'll understand okay, so in a you minute. No, I scored as a nine the first time I took it. And when I first got it, I was like, I totally relate to this. I hate confrontation. But I can like, my husband calls me an angry elf sometimes. Yeah. Because sometimes I just get so dang angry. And he's like, what's happening here? You should like, hear her in the car. Like, literally, she, the, I think you're underlyingly angry. Like, I mean, this is, it's hilarious because I wish everyone could see our faces look at each other like. <laughs> well that's amazing because um i'm a five so i'm the investigator so you better believe i stalked you both before i um, (laughs) got on here and i listened to all your podcasts like the dutiful like investigator that i am but Kristen, your like anger and protectiveness over whitney's like height even like hearing about that (laughs) anger like even if there wasn't anything going on at like a clever bar you would get like in this rage i was like oh this is such a peacemaker thing to do like You're like ready. No, yeah. she is. It's sometimes it's like, whoa, Nelly. Like, whoa. <laughs> no, Amazing. sweet. No, it's sweet. Oh my goodness. It's really sweet. It really Everyone is. needs a friend like that. Yeah, we oh really do. Oh my gosh. All you right. Know, we, see, and so now we can like, and I'll, I'll share before we dive in. I'm a six. So everyone who's listened, I'm so anxious. Um, I'm on like Xanax all day, like anxious. That was surprising to hear you say that, how you said that a loyalist thinks in their head, you said, isn't that what you, a loyalist, right? Mm -hmm. Six. Yeah. You said something about they think first with their thoughts. And I was like, that is Whitney. Like if that doesn't describe anyone but Whit, like, and you're anxious, like that is so you, I couldn't believe that, but you are so loyal in that sense. Yeah. I'm loyal to their fault. People. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yes. yeah, I know. Lo- we'll go into that. I-, I have a story about loyalty. It's like, um, okay, we want to start with like some good basic questions because before, like now we have an overview, but again, kind of, can you have two types? Because like we were sharing before we started, we both took the test and got two different types beforehand. Um mm-hmm. So can you have two types or how does that work? Yeah. (laughs) No, great question. And um, when I first took the Enneagram and I took it like 50 times because I was like, I have to know my type, but I got a two and a five. So the investigator and the helper, which makes sense. I'm a therapist. There's this caretaking part of me, you know. Um, But then, yeah, most people who do the theories on Enneagram believe that you have one dominant type and then they believe that you have a wing So I like to explain it as in like you go to college and you get a major and then you get a minor and like, what's your minor? And so your wings are usually on either side of your um, number. So I have a five. My wing is a four. Um, Whitney, yours might be you, your dominant six. You might have a wing five or wing seven, that kind of thing. And then the other thing, the reason why people show up as maybe a couple numbers is because there's this whole like where you go in stress and then where you go in health. So sometimes you go to a different number in health and then sometimes you go to a different number when you're in a bad place. So I always tell people if you're taking the test and you're in a really stressful time, you might show up differently. So you might show up as, um, for example, the six goes to a three, I believe in stress, the achiever. So if you're in a stressful place, you might look like an achiever 
even though your dominant type is a six, that kind of thing. That's so interesting. Do you think that that is helpful to know? Like, so when I'm really stressed, I become a whatever that is. Does that help the people around you also understand your temperament in those situations, good and bad, or no? Is that not how it reads? I think it totally is helpful. Yeah. Um, I had my husband like guess which one I was and he guessed I was an eight, which is the powerful dominating type, which is hilarious. (laughs) The challenger, the bossy pants. Um, but actually my number goes to the challenger and health. So when I'm in a good place, I'm like, I stop questioning myself. I'm not in my head as much. I'm like feeling in my body. I know like what I need to do. And so that's why I maybe showed up that way. I'd like to imagine I was in a lovely place when Scott met me. (laughs) Maybe, maybe not. Um, So, yeah, I think it's really helpful to understand kind of like um, some other authors like to call it like resourcing. So where do you go when you are in a tough place? So sometimes Mm -hmm. you do need the spunk of the, um, the enthusiast in your life. Sometimes you do need like the powerful feeling of the challenger. Sometimes you do need the like generous spirit of the two. And so... I like saying we're kind of all of the numbers, but we usually have a dominant one that we kind of sit on and then we go to different ones in health and stress. And then we usually have a wing. So, okay. So for six, so let's, I'm going to focus on the one that I was. So I don't know if mm-hmm. every, cause we can't focus on all of them. So right. for yeah. six, a loyalist, um, for any other yes. loyalist, where do I go in health? Where do I go in stress? Like where would I shoot off? So you shoot off to the three, the achiever, when you're really stressed out. Um, And then you, your place of like, which would be great for you is to go to the nine, which they tend to be in health, a little more easygoing and relaxed and calm, that kind of thing. Um, It definitely is true. I'm reading right now. (laughs) All of this is true I it's funny because I look and I'm like I'm always stressed so then I looked at the three I'm like, I'm 100% that person like all the time. yes I was so. like one of them has to be an achiever with a podcast going on yeah but it makes sense that like um yeah and stress that's also like something you see yeah, I'm a perfectionist. My again, I go to a therapist and he's like, let's work on your perfectionism. I'm like, how about not? Okay. <laughs> that doesn't sound very fun today. No, no let's not. Um, okay, go ahead, Kay, because I know you have some questions. I, I mean, we have so many questions that we're just like, 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 can you like- just analyze me? <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, when I took it, I was a peacemaker and then I was also a helper. So, do those relate at all? Like, is there yeah. that those yeah. came together? And I think people sometimes score just because the there's a whole um, section on the um, Enneagram Institute that talks about um, like misidentifications. And so like the, the nine and the two are kind of similar and they're like, um, they're generous, they're generous spirits. They're like wanting to, it comes off differently. Twos like to people please. And nines like to people please because they want to avoid conflict and twos want to like make you happy. So it kind of depends on like the um, inner motive. Um, I did think too, though, that you guys are very, um, you guys share similar um, numbers because of six and nine. So because one of you goes to, um, the six goes to like 
it's nine, hopefully in health. And <laughs> yes. um, so, and then that's you. So, but you also go to a six if you're stressed out. So my husband, oh. he's a nine, he goes to six and all of a sudden he's like this anxious person when he's usually pretty laid back and then he's mm-hmm. anxious and stressed. So, so you're saying yeah. this podcast will be successful in work. <laughs> Because we somewhat overlap. <laughs> yes, yes. We're, we're doing well. And I yeah. would love to like analyze that because like Whitney and I have been friends since we were 13. So like obviously oh. somewhere in that, you know, like we mat, we mix, we mash. Like we're, you know, but we've also like clashed. So clashed here, hard. but you have to like explain <laughs> when we were younger, it was like we did not, we actually – I mean, she would call me like emo. We like hated each other, and I was like, "You're okay. such Barbie a Barbie. You just giggle all the time." And like, it was bad. We did not like each other. So that's what's interesting. That is really interesting, and I love that you guys have been friends for that long. <laughs> it's amazing. It's really um, been fun. The nines and sixes are one of the more stable. Um, relationships. Uh, there's a lot of security and predictability within these relationships. Autonomy, they both have kind of like dependable values, good, honest um, work. Um, That's good. I'm, I'm yeah. liking this. Because that was one of yeah. our things. We're like, we have to ask her if if we work well together. <laughs> we just have to Yes. Know. You guys do. You actually are one of the numbers. But you also, there's also this other side of like being kind of like stubborn and defensive that the six and nine can kind of bring out. Like if the nine doesn't want to speak about conflict and the six is too anxious to bring it up, that kind of thing. <laughs> you know what's funny? Here's the difference, okay? Here's the difference between a six that I am. I am like... I will come at you hard, right, yeah. Kristen? Like, I am not afraid to tell you. And sometimes Kristen is like, you're just so angry. <laughs> like, why? And this you- is what she does. She gets, like, her, like, super I mean- tense face on. And I'm like, wait, I can't handle this. Like, I can't handle it. It makes me so uncomfortable. Like, I can come it's at you so stressful. hard. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yes. And um, there are two types of sixes. Um, and one of them, you might be what's called the phobic six. So they, they don't trust authority very easily. So they're kind of like skeptics. Like they're going to like really question and get in there and figure you out. Um, I might be. Yeah. They don't take things at face value. Yeah. No, I really don't trust a lot of people. So that makes sense. (laughs) Let's okay. There's so much again. Sorry guys. We're just all over the place, but I want to know, can you have a wing that isn't next to your number? Um, no. So most of the, yeah, I wondered that too at first. So most of all the, you know, research that's been done. And again, it's like interesting because it's like someone found the symbol in like a monastery at one point and like points back to like these old, you know, Greek traditions. And then some people are like, it's like a like spiritual Christian tradition. Some are like, no, it points to astrology. Some are like, oh, it's like the fruits of the spirit or like the seven deadly sins, but expanded. So anyway, wow. all that to say, but most everyone agrees that your wing is next to you. Um, okay. One number or the other on either side of you. Okay. I was going to ask you, because um, Jenny, our good friend, basically how I met Heather yes. was one of our other really good friends from high school. Jenny. Hi, Jenny. We love you. Um, hey Jenny, had a baby. We met. I met Heather, but she was like, "Oh, what? What are the seven and nine deadly sins, and how do they impact the enneagram?" Because we asked on Instagram for people to send questions, and Jenny 
sent in that question. I know. Is oh, she like, Jenny. <laughs> Jenny. Oh, Jenny. Jenny she would come up with like a really like tricky one. <laughs> Jenny's also a therapist. So of course. Yes, she's also a therapist. Yes. Um, yes. I can go through those. Your root sin. Jenny, this is for you. Talking about the bad parts of us. Okay. Yeah. Um, gotta dive into those. No. Yeah. Because it's helpful for us to understand ourselves. So the ones, the um, reformer, the perfectionist, their um, kind of roots in is anger or resentment. Um, twos is considered pride, which is interesting because they're such giving people, but they're kind of like, well, you owe it to me after all I've done for you. Um, <laughs> is dying right now. <laughs> you are hitting me so hard. I'm like, I need to go have some time alone with my thoughts. <laughs> I know it's like actually I think it's usually whatever number you're like kind of like squeamish about it's generally the number that you are it seems like <laughs> um three three it's in is like deceit um or untruth the four would be um envy I love thinking about like um Tim Burton for the four like really creative and individualistic but like kind of envious of things like wanting to be in yeah. And they always feel misunderstood and they're yes. like, no, I'm the only different one. Yeah. Um, the five is kind of weird. Um, it's basically like scarcity. It's called, I'm gonna, it's basically like feeling like there's not enough. And so they hoard, oh. they hoard time and money and energy. So for me, I hoard my alone time. Um, I have a toddler, so I'm like always like pining away to be by myself, which I think a lot of parents are. Yeah. Um, yeah. but I feel like it's like kind of one of my main priorities in life is to be alone. <laughs> I'm with you. I'm with you too. That's really yes. interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Um, the six, their, um, roots in is fear or anxiety. No surprise there. I'm sure is yeah. kind of that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, Seven is gluttony. So not necessarily just like, I think we always think of gluttony as like food, but like excess of everything, wanting to drink the best drinks, wanting to have the best experience, wanting to go, you know, on that big trip to Thailand, like wanting, yeah. you know, my sister is an enthusiast. So I always think of her when um, I talk about the enthusiast is like, she wants to do the fun things, you know, and have like the fun opportunities and like possibilities and like discovering new things so she's always down for like a new fun activity you know yeah um and the eight is shamelessness which is uh lust so they're kind of just like you know they're a bit of bulldozers and especially in their unhealth they can be pretty bulldozy <laughs> um and then the nine that their roots in is laziness so i do i I don't like that it actually says laziness because that sounds so like sad. But anyway, um, their kind of like defense is numbing. So if they don't want to feel something, they're going to check out in a variety of different ways. So it's not like they just lay on the couch all day. It's more just like I'm lazy in the sense of I don't want to feel these feelings. So I'm going to avoid them. Okay. Maybe that's I'm going to drink. Maybe I'm going to eat tons of snacks. Maybe I'm just going to not deal with it because yeah. I don't want conflict, sure. you know. Yeah, so those are some of that. I love that question. It's good. One. I just love Chris. I wish I could record Kristen right now. This whole everything about this moment. <laughs> Kristen's face is really wonderful. She's like trying to leave the screen. <laughs> She's like creeping, <laughs> fading away. 
Anyone who's listening to this and knows that I'm a peacemaker and a helper is listening to you and being like, yep. Wow. Are you talking to Kristen? Like, was is this an intervention of Kristen's seven deadly sins? What's happening here? Like, holy mackerel. This is crazy. I just got, like, sweaty a little. <laughs> So how, oh. how, how can this help us? I mean, obviously it can help us in relationships, in marriage. Friendship. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I think a lot of it comes back to like understanding ourselves and others better and then being able to like um, give ourselves compassion and those around us compassion. Because I feel like when what you don't understand always seems to be more scary And it feels more hostile when you don't understand why someone's acting the way they do. But when you're able to get where they're coming from, you can kind of come at it from a place of compassion. So usually like all my clients take the test and then I put their little Enneagram number on their file. And it's just like helpful because whether they're in a relationship or their friendships or even a lot of them, like um, if they're going through something really hard, they're like, oh, this is where I'm going in Mm -hmm. like this this stress or this anxiety or this depression, you know, and now like, how can I move towards health? You know, what things will help put me in a place where I can really pursue my wholeness. I think the thing I really liked about this is, so when Adam, my husband and I got married, we both read, um, your love language. Nice. I learned so much about my husband and me and my love language is words of affirmation. Like Love I that. need to be reassured at all times that I'm loved. Yes. And Adam is quality time. Like okay. he needs just time and we don't even have to be looking at each other, but like sitting next to each other on the couch, you know, and that was so much. And so we did the Enneagram and I honestly couldn't even tell you what he is now. That sounds so bad. But in the moment I was like, okay, I know how to love you better. And I know how to act with you better. And then our girlfriends, we all took it. Like we have four best friends that we always communicate. And it was like, wow, I see this and I see you better. And I think that's the really cool thing about this is it really does open you up to your relationships and people in your life and how you can love them better and learn how to be loved better. Because me being able to be like, Whitney, here's how I need you to talk to me because this is what I've learned about myself is a huge thing. And it's, I think it can really help people that have a hard time coming up with those words on their own, you know, and figuring out how to describe themselves. Yes, totally. And I feel like, Uh, understandably so we think of what would be helpful for us and then we do that Mm -hmm. to others and then sometimes it's not helpful you know and um like for me I want someone to just one thing about fives is like I want them to be like hey I need to talk to you about something serious and then I'm like okay am I ready for that today or am I not I'm not probably because it's draining and scary so then I'm like I'm going to sit and mold this over and think about it but for example, my husband, he wants it immediately. If I'm like, I have to talk to you about something that stresses him out so much. He's like, just tell me right now in this moment. Mm -hmm. And he doesn't want to have time to mull it over. He -hmm. wants it. And that's like giving me like, Oh, like understanding that we are different and this is helpful for him, even though I thought this would be helpful. Right. Definitely. I, I find it interesting. Here's a little something like Kristen said, our best friends all took the test and I believe Kristen, Allie and Cody, were twos and then you came a two kind Mm -hmm. of two nine but I'm like the only six (laughs) so like how does it happen like what if you have all your best friends are all the same ones or like maybe you married someone who like you're both the same are there resources out there that kind of go into like 
I don't know, like how to deal with someone who's a two if they're angry. Are there other resources? Or I don't, do you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'm not even making I, sense. No, I feel like there's like, I have, I have, um, have all these like Enneagram books next to me about like, yeah, working with people who are like similar to you or different than you. And I can relate to that feeling of I work with a lot of therapists who are all twos and I'm like one of the only fives, which has made me feel like the Grinch of the, (laughs) the Grinch of the practice or something. But there's also like really helpful things about being more in your head space and that thinking space. And I think, um, fives and sixes especially can tend to like kind of catastrophize things and think the worst case scenarios. And it's so soothing to have a two around who's like, Oh, how can I help you? And generous and thoughtful. And like, that's very soothing for us. Um, Maybe that's why I have three of them around me because (laughs) I am such a shit show. (laughs) Yeah, you need the nurturing. Did I say in an episode that I catastrophize? I like, it's like fantasizing about catastrophes. Like I, I like... Yeah, I, you go I'm, to the worst thing always. I'm like, oh my gosh, yes. the bus is gonna hit me and drag me 500 <laughs> feet. And like, I when his shoelace will like come untied, and she's like, oh my god, I'm gonna be walking on the street with my untied shoelace. I'm gonna fall in a hole, and then in the hole, I'm gonna get swept through the dungeon. Oh my god, in the ocean, the ocean's gonna eat me. And like, I'm like, wait, yeah. like this yeah. is not a big deal. Again. I do. It's yes, sixes catastrophize. That's like one of their big things. Also, one like side funny thing because I've listened to your podcast is like sixes are also notoriously like comedians. They're funny. They're very <gasps> funny and witty, what? but they're anxious people. And I was like laughing <laughs> yeah. at your guys' podcast earlier because I'm like, this is so funny listening to some of the antics. So but you're saying I'm the funny one. <laughs> you're funny. So those twos in your friendship need some funny, you know, in their life too. Aww. See, I don't think I'm the funny one. Like, I, uh, well, you know, but thank you. When you let loose, you're definitely the funny one. Yeah, when I let loose. Normally, when it's like the anxiety is not crippling my body. This is, you guys, this is why we wanted to have her on because it is so important to just learn about yourself. Like, it is eye-opening. Seriously. I have a quick question, and I should have asked this at the very beginning, but what advice do you have for people taking the test? Because... Mm-hmm. I think people go into it and it's, you know, they're paying $12, so they want to do it right. And there's all these results. So what advice yes. do you give our listeners who want to go take this test and try to not mistype themselves and get a correct yeah. answer? Um, so generally, I like to tell people when you take it, um, before you take it, don't read the descriptions because you might have like kind of a leaning of where you'd like to be. And so it's better if you just go in without really knowing the types. So just take it. And then, yeah, definitely try not to overthink your answers. Just go with your gut. Like the thing that you would most likely do in like nine out of 10 circumstances. So of course there'll always be that one where you're like, well, sometimes I do it like this, Mm -hmm. but go with the like more common denominator. And then um, I have a friend who his mom did a lot of research on the Enneagram. And he always says like, try to imagine what your childhood was like and what coat you put on to kind of like cope with the world around you. So like your coping mechanism, the way you handled things as a kid is probably very like, um, in sync with your main type. And so that was always really helpful too, because as a kid, you're not really like moving in this place where you're like pretending or having to like you know, feel all this societal pressure of who you need to be. Like as a kid, you're just yourself. 
But inevitably, as kids, we like encounter problems and we all have different like coats we put on to like, you know, mm-hmm. kind of like steal us against like the harsh realities of the world, which that was a helpful thing for me as a five was like, I just wanted to like be alone and like draw and write and read in my room and like, you know, just kind of wanted to like be away, but I was also really sensitive and nervous. Um, and so that was helpful for me to think, okay, it's not just, um, about like what I'm doing right now today. So you can look at it that way. So I'm going to go retake it. Yeah. So how can the Enneagram help tap into childhood wounds? Can it? Yes, I think so. Um, so there's a couple of really good books and podcasts that I like that I can give at the end too, but yeah. Um, some of the authors, I really like Suzanne Stable. She talks about like, um, sometimes like childhood wounds that, um, you know, so I'm trying to think here of like an example. Um, you know, often like we do the opposite of what our parents did, even if they had great intentions for us, we end up doing the opposite of that to kind of like, you know, manage that. And so, I think sometimes like, or we take on the qualities. So like my husband, his whole family is, um, pretty like peacemaker ish. They don't like conflict. And so that's like something Scott took on was like, this is the way my family is. So I'm going to follow that. You know, other kids are like, well, my family was really in my face all the time and really like on top of me. So like, I'm going to be more of a withdrawer. I need to like Mm -hmm. have more of my space, like autonomy, that kind of thing. Makes sense. Um, Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, it's very interesting. I can totally say I had, I know why I'm a six because I had something happen to me in childhood that can cause continuous anxiety throughout. Like I'm talking like when I was five, six, seven, and I just like held on to that. Like it, oh, it made gosh. me. But no, I mean I can see that now. Like yeah, that yeah. I mean I'm. It is what it is. But like now I know, you know. I don't know. I think the Enneagram 100%. I think you could look at, like, I could probably look at the Enneagram descriptions and be like, Blakely right now falls into this one. Like, yes. Yeah. And it almost would help me, like, if I'm sad, maybe you can tell me. If I'm sad, Blakely will say, like, you know, it will be okay. Be happy, mama. She'll try to make me laugh or whatever. Oh, it's like, yeah. You guys, so it makes sweet. me feel so shitty. You're just like, I am the worst. <laughs> mom because my kid is like I was just, here we go it's a rough day yesterday guys and I was but like you fostered such a thoughtful spirit in her I yeah she's so, so good about that she's so sweet it's insane I'm just like is she a two I think that's I honestly thought she was, was a two that's what I was leaning and I was like everybody's a two everybody's a two <laughs> except my husband who's a one so oh he is a one he's military oh, though so it's like, okay yes that totally makes so much sense. Yeah, very rule following. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah, for sure. I'm going to make Adam take it again tonight so I can know. <laughs> yes, and then text me because then I, will. I can sit here and think about it to myself. It would be fun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I think my toddler, um, the the kid thing is interesting. I think she's going to be an eight, and it's kind of scary because, I mean, sometimes she's just so much more, like, powerful and stubborn than I feel inside, and I'm like, I'm the adult. <laughs> girl I feel like that all the time too though like I'm like who what I have to say is who's the boss I'm the boss you're not the boss and she'll be like I'm the boss 
and she like daddy the boss she has a british accent when she well, says i'm the boss no. <laughs> <laughs> oh whatever i'm the how old is she she's three Kristen. oh man she's a powerhouse yes yeah she's a powerhouse right now but she again is so kind like she's so she's apparently sweet. been watching too much peppa pig <laughs> no i don't let her watch peppa pig but <laughs> mom watches british baking show so <laughs> I've That's gone British. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> so one thing we always do on TGL is yay and nay. So it's your favorite thing you're loving and the thing you're not loving. So what is your yay? Yeah, my yay and nay. Um, we'll do my nay first. Um, it's sort of heavy, but I am from the Midwest and I like your traditional fall where you get to wear scarves and sweaters and drink pumpkin spice. And so I've been kind of a grump because the heat has been just gross. Like 90 degrees is not acceptable for September and San Diego struggles with their AC. Like they just, they don't know how to get central AC out here. So, um, it's made me very grumpy and then I'm just sweating and gross. And so it's been kind of a downer. It has been hot here. It's like Arizona hot. I you know, guys are and I was like tank tops, and I'm like, oh god, it's 65 degrees outside here. <laughs> Shut up, <laughs> rubbing it in. Wait, Cars. that's so nice. Oh, 65. Yes, lovely. So, yeah, that and you know, with a toddler, it's like I don't want to go to the park and just sweat there. You know, I'm just hot all the time. My so. melasma flares up when I'm in the sun. <laughs> so I'm like, girl, we can't go to the park. Anyways. <laughs> It no, does. really, I do. I actually get this weird itchy thing. So, um, anyway, my yay trip to Denver. We do. We need a trip to Denver. ASAP. Denver yeah. sounds oh yes, so beautiful there. Um, my yay is that one thing I try to do in September when I'm mad about how hot it is, I try to do lots of water things. So. This last weekend, I went paddleboarding at night, and it was like this tour where they put like a light under your paddleboard, and I got to see all these fish and like crabs and stingrays, and it was so magical. And there was a full moon, and I loved it. What? That's terrifying. Awesome. (laughs) Where did you do this? This is terrifying. Please tell me you did it in the ocean. Yeah. Yeah. Duh. (laughs) Yes. Hey, it was Mission Bay, and I was the good investigator that I am. I did read articles on sharks before I went. Really smart, okay. so I was a little nervous. But Mission Bay, you know, pretty, like, low-key, so not too scary. See, probably the most t- probably the most terrifying thing to me I'm, is the ocean. I just – so the fact that you did that, I was like – I mean, I think there's a light. It's better. I could be prepared if he was coming up from the bottom. <laughs> just be like, I know I'm going. Oh, my God. But – Honestly, it's terrifying. So good for you, because that's really cool. Whitney, it was I have really a fun. Question: When we were in yeah. seventh grade and went to Catalina, did Didn't you do go it. on the night Don't. dive, girl? Do oh. you think I put my shit out in the night? They put I seventh did. graders out in the ocean in the middle of the night, doing it was a, not in the middle the... of the night. It was like eight o'clock at night. <laughs> it was dark in seventh grade. This yeah, actually, does sound a little bit terrifying. Um, they're like the size dive? of seals. <laughs> You're asking to be targeted. It was amazing. Anyways, I didn't go because <laughs> during the day snorkel, a six-foot tiger shark was right by me. And I was like, I'm a swimmer. I got my ass into that. Like, oh, I just. Because you were six foot and he was like, oh, it's my friend. <laughs> yeah, my friend. She's huge. 
Um, no, I did not do that. And I will, though, look for my husband because I think he would think that Mission Bay, that looks like a fun little activity if you're coming to San Diego, you guys. Yeah, super fun. I'm sorry my yay was kind of a nay for you. No, I, lo- I mean, I need to hear these things. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my oh, Lanta. I just, okay. okay, yeah, move on. Moving on. <laughs> last piece we always ask on TGL is since we're best friends uh we lean on each other for advice so what is the best piece of advice that your best friend has ever given you yeah I really um I like that you guys always ask this at the end of your um podcast so I think for me was I have a lot of really good friends who've given me lots of good advice this is tricky but I think the most recent one is I have been in a place in life that's quite stressful. I'm a foster parent and also, yeah, have a practice and it's feeling very overwhelmed by, I don't know, you know, so many pressures I feel like I'm under. And um, my friend, we've been friends since college in Minnesota. So we go way back and she was like, you know, Heather, there will always be people and commitments and opportunities wanting your time. And it doesn't mean you have to say yes to everything. And, um, just because someone asked doesn't mean you have to say yes. And I mean, especially as a five, I like to hoard energy and time and resources. And there's this fear of scarcity of like running out. It's like, if I don't say yes to this friend, then I won't have them. Or like, if I have to cancel this, they won't be here when I need them. Or like, and especially in our American culture, it's like, you know, you're expected to just be so successful. And the reality is I can't have 10 careers or, you know, 10, be- 15 best friends or 10 kids. God forbid. Right. So, <laughs> um, I think that was just helpful. She's like, people will, you know, they'll always want your time and, you know, hobbies, interests, jobs, and you don't have to say yes to everything. You know, it's going to be there tomorrow and the next day it's not going away. That's I think all of us need to hear that. I think especially as moms and working moms and careers and not and everything that we do. I think that's just as like women today in America, like wanting to be successful. um, You know, I just that's a a beautiful piece of advice. And I think we're working on that ourselves. Right, Kristen? (laughs) Yes. Trying to manage that. Yeah. It's it's a hard thing to manage. So much pressure put on women to like do it and be all and it's Mm -hmm. exhausting sometimes sometimes it's too much it's too much so where can our listeners find you and give out some of your information so they can stalk you (laughs) return the favor okay um so my instagram is heather sherwood therapy you can find my um all my lovely mental health advice on there well not i Okay, that's like a illegal thing to do. Yeah. I can't give mental get health you. advice, you know. <laughs> I get you. Um, just like you can't give like straight up health advice. Yeah. Um, and then I am revamping my website currently. So you can also find me on Psychology Today under Heather Sherwood. Perfect. Yay. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for coming on and literally stimulating our minds and <laughs> helping us figure us, ourselves out more. <laughs> Yes, of course. Awesome. So much I fun. loved being on here. Thank you guys so much for asking me. Aww.